So guys, uh, you know we uh, we are so invested in the in the market of um, <laughs> spreading the news that at this point we are kind of competing with ourselves. Uh, probably <laughs> our beautiful uh, listeners uh, can see by the title of today's episode that it is another episode of the most original show in the world, <laughs> where we literally read out news and then comment on them, <laughs> called "Send News." But the only genuine competition out there to this style of news making and it's not CNN it's not the Guardian it's not the Wall Street Journal even though Jeff Bezos did try to buy us in what four or five instances mm. but we rejected because mm. obviously we make so much more money on Patreon <laughs> that uh, we decided that it would be a relatively decent idea to expand our quote-unquote expertise and our incredible bias towards uh, current past and future events that we ended up sitting together and creating creating another show called First Thought. So no, it's not only the D program. It's not only our individual YouTube channels. It's not our side projects that we also do. Side projects uh, mm. like what Hakim calls being a doctor or whatever the fuck. It's kind of a side project that she does. Uh, but, uh, I wasn't and, expecting that. And then, and then me, 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 me and JT with our, legit, our true legit shit as compared to fucking touching yeah. people's balls. Like what the fuck? Mm. Uh, but no, yeah, jokes aside, we, 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 developed, we developed a three times a week uh, news show. Usually the length goes between four minutes and six minutes where three times a week you can uh, uh, get there, watch it, and hopefully be informed on all of the biggest uh, events in the world uh, that are transpiring at that moment. Uh, we are extremely biased uh, from uh, when it comes to our, our pers perspective. Uh, and we are trying to push them out as regularly as possible. And for now, we haven't missed a single one. So if you're looking for a new source, which can is extremely concise, which can uh, give you everything that you need, and it comes from a place that uh, uh, is uh, objective from your point of view, then I think it would be a pretty, uh, a pretty smart thing to do to check out the links below. The show is called First Thought. Uh, you guys' opinions on how we're doing so far? I think we're doing great. I'm suffering a little bit. This morning I got up at 6.45, still dark <laughs> outside, so I could get the um, the edit done before we recorded this episode. And uh, it is now live. So <laughs> we did it. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know, my, my favorite part about this is uh, JT probably started this entire like online YouTube career to escape the grueling, grueling <laughs> yeah. six a.m. mornings at Best Buy. Honestly, <laughs> no, no, he has to get they up. Drag and me back, <laughs> man. It's, 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 stop, it's stopping me from being a complete degenerate the way I want to be, like all the time. Because now, like our viewers will be will be proud of us. Our listeners will be proud of us. We actually have a very strict schedule every Monday, mm. Wednesday, and Friday, so that we can deliver you the the fastest, uh, most on the spot, hard hitting news. Hard hitting news that we can uh but now jokes aside and now i can't like just you know randomly go out on like a sunday <laughs> night or a tuesday night or a thursday night and get absolutely shit 
face till 6 a.m. You know, now I have to move it to a Wednesday night or a Friday night. I'm uh, <laughs> kidding. No, to the nights, to the nights before the days when we actually have to do this. Uh, but no, I'm very proud of the boys uh, because uh, as much as you know, this podcast sounds like you know we just uh, like to fart shit and touch balls. Uh, there's some <laughs> genuine organizational capabilities be- behind mm. communists. One would one would be surprised. And now, not only do we run one project, but uh, but two and hopefully many more in the in the future with your lovely support while quite literally running a 100 percent socialist enterprise where we split the labor amongst ourselves uh we split the fruits of that labor amongst ourselves and uh there's no like sort of hierarchy where nobody's on top of someone else and yet Mm. look if somehow it fucking works Aside from you, Gopniks, whips <laughs> when we don't get shit done on time. <laughs> That's the only hierarchy that matters. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to get us to actually do everything on fucking time. Not, Man, that, that is, uh, that is yeah. what was the term. Non, non-hierarchical uh, management, you know. It's, mm, it's you know, yeah, management exactly. as labor, not as being in a higher position in the hierarchy and yeah, then yeah, using exactly that right. to manage. Yeah, I'm just busting your balls because <laughs> no, no, no. For the for the for the theory nerds in the background, uh, for the non-theory nerds in the background, uh, the image that I want you to imagine is basically you know the the cattle prods. Yeah. With the electrical ones. <laughs> that's basically that's basically what <laughs> where you got the yes, shelves but they're, back. But, they're, but they're painted red and there's hammers and sickles on it. So it's you know exactly. it's the people's the it's people's, the people's rod. You know it's it's fine. <laughs> if JT keeps coming coming on his uh, videos with uh, that beautiful curly hair, mm. then I'm going to be giving him my people's rod. What? Goddamn! I must have missed it. He's coming on the videos. Yeah. No, no, like he, he keeps showing. Up. Oh, okay, uh, fuck me! In- English is in my, is in my freaking please. <laughs> Okay. Hold aside. Aside from this absolute degeneracy, yeah, I have yeah. something else to, to share with you guys. Um, so uh, I got to play. I got to play a good little housewife today. Nice. After I almost killed my colleagues at oh, work. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what happened. So uh, there's uh, what's it called? Um, we have. Uh, I'm not going to go into the, the medical uh, theory of it. Um, sometimes some people's hearts beat in a in a fucky way. You need to arrhythmia. Uh, shock them a little bit. Yeah, it's a form of arrhythmia, atrial fibrillation, specifically the type. And we do something called electrical cardioversion, which is basically a small shock that you uh, uh, you put electrodes on, like, you know, these plaster things, yeah. electrodes onto the person, and then you shock them and then recess their heart rhythm. Uh, I mentioned it before, I think, in, in one of these uh, talks. We do it very That's frequently. Cool. Can I buy that um, for, like, home and, like, fuck with myself <laughs> like that? It sounds like... No, no, you'll die, fine. but yeah, sure. I'm, I mean, you can get a private defibrillator if you want. <laughs> That's not the exact same mechanism. But anyways, uh, what happened recently is they got new machines. They've been so happy about these new, new machines. The old machines, basically, are ones where you push down the button once you're ready to shock somebody and then when you lift off from the button the shock is delivered um the new ones which and nobody fucking told me oh no uh, <laughs> the new ones are you just press the button and it shocks immediately you don't have to like you know hold it and then uh, pull back and normally what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to look out uh, you know and tell everybody like you know clear from the fucking yeah, table. yeah don't you so do that, that whole fancy like <laughs> clear and then you look left and right it's like a- it's 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 not yeah it's not that dramatic but kind of yeah you're just like everybody get the fuck out of the way um and uh, i was like all right i'm gonna go press the button and <laughs> the fucking the 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 shock and terror in these people's voices because nobody had told me that, this, that I need to fucking that it's a new machine so I press the button I hear the shock immediately I'm like holy fuck and the, the, the half a second of me turning around from the machine to look at you know the patient and the, the staff around I was like 
God, please let it not be that way. I just dropped three three fucking people. And I look around and alhamdulillah, but, everybody but was. But that would have been such away. an even better story for the podcast, though. Like, oh, <laughs> oh at le- did at least one die? Uh-huh. Like, at least one. Yeah, no, no. Alhamdulillah, the old lady was fine. I work with professionals, so everybody knew to keep clear of it automatically. But, nice. oh, Lord. Uh, and then I came home and I and I became a good little housewife and I made creme caramel. So. <laughs> to, to forget that you almost incentivized. <laughs> Generated your co-workers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh fuck. So quick question. Can yes. is is an electrical shock the only way to reset mm. someone? What if you like spooked them? Mm. <laughs> uh, no, that that won't work, but you do have something called pharmacological cardioversion. So you can give them certain meds um, that will do the same thing roughly. Um, but depends like in different factors will result in you having to use electrical or pharmacological. Hmm. Um, but no, no, giving them a good old spook or like, I don't know, like <clears throat> a prostate massage or something, that doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work like the spook Fuck thing. Me, I can't the speak. spook thing when... when... <laughs> Sorry. And I'm the guy Sorry. who smokes. Jesus Christ. Uh, what was the... Does it actually work when somebody has the hiccups and you like scare the shit out of them? Or is that like a... No, it out? doesn't. Oh yeah. fuck! The only I've scared the, only the I, I, shit I, I, out of so many people I, with that being the excuse. I will always repeat this. I will always repeat this. It's my favorite medical fact. The only thing that's been clinically proven to get rid of hiccups is rectal stimulation. I so, knew it. Line up, boys. Nice. <laughs> that was my second favorite thing to do randomly do to people when I see them mm. hiccup. I would exactly. scare them. It doesn't work. Then I would rectally stimulate them. Uh, it was weird one time when my dad was hiccuping, but you know you gotta do. What you gotta do. <laughs> So, as we previously said, welcome yet again to the most original show in the <laughs> world, yet another installment of Send News, where we will be reading out certain articles and certain news segments from all around <laughs> the world, and then uh, very specifically commenting on them. We are probably more professional at this now, because again, we are doing this as true real <laughs> journalists in a very serious fashion <laughs> over at First Thought. Mm, yes. So, for the last month, we basically combed the entire interwebs for the most interesting stories. What is this accent? Out of which, <laughs> out of which, he's a newscaster. Can't you tell? Suck my fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, uh, the 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 new segments that uh, these two uh, lovely assholes, uh, together with myself, have picked out for you this uh, from the past week or two should be pretty interesting. With that being said. I give the floor to our favorite Yank to start with the first story of the day. Oh, I'm your favorite. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wait, is that is there? Can can there be like a favorite if you like dislike all the rest? You know, <laughs> the, like, least, the least no, no. unfavorite. The least unfavorite. The least okay, disliked. there we go. Uh, I love Great, how it's, it's just it's absolutely acceptable to be racist to like Caucasian Americans <laughs> yeah. and uh, and mm. Brits. Like it's like 100 percent okay. Oh yeah. Out. Oh yeah. You call me a cracker anytime, boys. I'm glad you didn't include French people in that uh, in that categorization because French people aren't people. Yeah, French uh, quote <laughs> people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Contrary to popular First, uh, opinion, I actually like white people. Like you know, white pride and okay. So I can say this is a non kinda like no Slavs are the Slavs are like white and not we're like not what white. white adjacent. What was that fucking yeah. thing? <laughs> uh, like Latin X we're Slav X. No, we're white X. <laughs> Slav- <laughs> <laughs> 
May I begin the first story of the day? I allow it! I allow it! Go! Go All right. Fox News settles lawsuit over election lies. So uh, Fox has uh, this. They just settled the um, at the eleventh hour. Like they they had already picked the jury and stuff, and then Fox finally caved and like, all right, fine, we'll pay seven hundred eighty-seven and a half million dollars to Dominion, which is a a voting machine company. You know the things that you go mm. and you you press the little tablet and it submits your vote. You Pokemon know. Go to the polls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that thing. <laughs> um, but this is the largest. Uh, media libel settlement in history. Mm. It is four times larger than the previous record holder, um, wow. which was a, a Disney lawsuit where they, I forget which company they were uh, slandering by saying their their meat was pink slime or something like that, mm. uh, which is probably accurate, honestly, um, knowing American food. But anyway, this comes after the claims of election rigging in the 2020 presidential election where Fox News was uh, blasting every day, 24 hours a day, that uh, the election was rigged in favor of uh, Joe Biden. Now, that's not to go down a rabbit hole saying that all U.S. elections are indeed rigged in one way or another, <laughs> but it's not, in, it's not in this particular way that they were claiming. Um, so this, this fine that they're paying, the $787.5 million, it's basically a slap on the wrist. I mean, that's, that's yeah, a lot of money. It's, it's historic. It's a lot of money but, yeah, I mean, it's huge. But Fox spent $3 billion dollars on stock buybacks at the on the first quarter mm. of this year, and they've got four billion uh, additional on hand. This, they are a, an incredibly wealthy company. So this is it's just a, a kind of a publicity thing. The CEO of Dominion gets a nice paycheck, um, but it doesn't. It's not gonna you know it's not gonna affect Fox yeah. in any way. Um, mm. But the Dominion CEO, yeah, the, the, the quote. This is the best part. The Dominion <laughs> CEO said, "Quote: Truthful reporting in the media is essential to our democracy." <laughs> Which is like, come on! But isn't that the meme where where they have like that compilation yeah. of all of the? Yeah, yeah exactly. well, it's very yeah, dangerous to our game. democracy. <laughs> Yeah. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think, and this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. For for those who are out of the loop, that was a some person put together a compilation or like a a mosaic of videos of um, Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah, it was a bunch mm -hmm. of local stations that were all fed the same script. And so they all said, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. And it's very dystopian mm -hmm. to watch and listen to them all say yeah. it at the same time with the same intonation. But, you know, that's the idea. It's like only Americans think American news is unbiased and, you know, free from mm -hmm. propaganda and stuff, which clearly not. It's, yeah, it's like, we're very bad with media literacy here. It's like one of the one of the best things, arguably one of the small amount of things, but still very important positive aspects of you know living in still capitalism but in the developing world is that everybody locally knows that everything that comes out on the news is absolute fucking uh, shit that's being spoon fed to us uh, by this side or that side that never at the end of the day has uh, uh, looks out for our interests i'm talking about working yeah. class interests in uh in any way and it's like not even it's it's here at least i can talk about the balkans you will sound like a conspiratorial nut if you actually propose the concept that like 
media can be unbiased. It is mm. it, 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 it's quite to the contrary. While in the U.S., even now, after a company has been sued and 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 has uh, paid out over eight hundred million dollars, keep in mind they are paying out this sum eight hundred million in order for the court case not to continue. So, and mm. these are people who can pay yeah. for literally the top dollar lawyers that exist out there. So they understand just how much more they can be potentially liable to losing. And imagine how much they could be possibly losing if they have signed the agreement where they are paying this particular insane yeah. fucking sum. And this thing happening is in no way one would argue, like I, I, can, I will sell my right fucking arm if this happens, will in no way influence uh, Fox's reputation yeah, when uh, in its uh, you know uh, viewership demographic and so on, psychographic, blah blah blah, because at the end of the day, it's like. This, you know, I don't want to use like stupid ass, like, you know, Jacobin or fucking uh, the Atlantic terms and shit like mm. post truth and so on. But it yeah. really is like nobody gives a fuck if something is true or not. They only no. give a fuck if somebody's regurgitating their previously yeah. established political and ideological opinions. And I might be taboo for saying what I'm about to say, but that's kind of how it like always was just the pretense, the, the the kind of curtain that we all agreed that we're going to believe exists called, you know, unbiased reporting is at this point just, you know, not really accepted by anyone except, you know, some academics in universities and very weirdly, People that actually work at these institutions, like yeah. probably if you talk to a motherfucker who works for CNN, BBC, The Guardian, oh God, the fucking Atlantic, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, no. only true academic paper left out there or foreign po FP, foreign policy or political. Oh my God, they made us read that so much back in uni. Uh, they will un like unabashedly believe that this, that, like they are doing their absolute best to uh, to deliver news from from an unbiased perspective, and a lot of those mm. particular journalists might even do that, but like uh, might even attempt to do that because it's you know kind of impossible. But it, the, the 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 their boards uh, on on the top and their editorial boards as well on the on the middle are so filled by people with so many intrinsic interests that co-align with particular national interests, particular class interests, et cetera, et cetera, that, that at one point becomes impossible. But my sorry for the rant. It's just absolutely incredible that when one of the biggest news broadcasters on planet Earth, when it talked about one of the quote unquote most important things in our for our democracy, the election. And they came out and they said, like, okay, let's well, you know, let's not go down a conspiratory rabbit hole, like objective insane lies. And then they were proven, not only proven, they admitted to having like blatantly lied about the, the, the election, the number one big American thing. And they still get to, you know, have public broadcasts. They still will have hundreds of millions of people tuning in every week to listen to their opinions, etc., etc. When something like this happens and there's literally no consequence except, you know, them giving, uh, what, 5% of their actual fucking income, then shit is really fucking messed up. Regardless of how much they pay, 
regardless of how many things they're forced to say on air, like they were required to, to make a disclaimer in one of their news broadcasts um, saying that, yes, we acknowledge that uh, this, course, this court case happened and it was determined that some claims we made on this network were untrue, something like that. It's not mm-hmm. going to affect public opinion at all. Like you got Mick said, it's, I mean, Fox News especially, you're going to have people saying, oh, this is just the deep state. They're trying to take down Fox News again. It's all, they're all mm-hmm. in on it. The judges, Hell, the, all the, yeah. Exa- exactly. And even worse, like people will say, look at this court case and I would prove that they lied. Yeah. Our democracy works. You. Yeah. Like if, if, if they lie again, we're going to catch them again. But no, they yeah. had to lie about the number one biggest fucking thing in like the American psyche, the richest country on planet Earth. And, and they had to lie about a multi-multi-billion dollar company that's involved in the most important American thing, elections. And then, you know, after lawsuits upon lawsuits upon lawsuits, they ended up admitting that they were wrong. But they they say, you know, uh, some lie about some school fucking shooting or whatever the fuck that causes some teenager to blow his fucking brains out out of depression. You think that they'll ever be, you know, accountable for that? No. Fuck no. And yet that still, the same thing can be used as an argument that, oh, it works because look, they got sued and they lost. Uh, typical, you know, the theater of trying to pretend that everything is above board. Oh, we have checks and balances. We're independent in our, you know, all that nonsense. Uh, there's transparency, supposedly. But much more importantly, I was uh, looking at the sum. I was like $800 million being paid to, and I didn't read it right at first. I was like, Domino's? Wait, the pizza chain? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are they getting? Why is Fox News? You know, the enemy of my enemy, Domino's, is our comrade because they fight pizza, <laughs> who single-handedly brought down the Soviet Union. So, <laughs> mm, Oh, my God. Exactly right. Exactly right. Fuck. I guess moving on in, in further news, uh, I don't know if people have seen the absolute meltdown on social media. So basically it doesn't exist in the real world. Uh, but um, uh, recently Twitter has had begun uh, applying kind of like a more common policy uh, of the state-affiliated media tag. Um, so, for example, NPR or um, like uh, what's it called? The CBC, the Canadian uh, Broadcasting um, uh, Service uh, or all these other ones. I don't know what the fuck the CBC stands for, actually. It's not service. Uh, um, Company? That's fuck. Company. Ah, corporation. Yeah, one of those. Canadian yeah. Broadcasting Corporation. Excuse me. Uh, all of them basically have decided to to resign off of Twitter. Ooh, <laughs> we're stepping down Ooh. from Twitter because uh, because uh, where our journalism is impartial and, de- oh and independent. God. To suggest otherwise is untrue. This is why we are pausing our activities on Twitter. NPR as well is like, oh, we're stepping away from Twitter, and they include you know the various you know uh, what's it called feeds that they that they uh, take care of, and just looking at the the nonsense. It's, I don't know, okay, the meme is that, oh, government-funded versus public-funded versus state-affiliated, etc. These are three different categories. Uh, NPR, at the beginning, was listed as state-funded, um, and they were like, oh, no, uh, we don't, the, the government doesn't influence our policy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're like, oh, no, okay, then government-funded, etc., etc. But still, the entire the entirety of it is, is nonsense, because they their claim is, we're sure, yeah, we, we get funding from the from the government, uh, but we're completely 100% independent in our um, in our reporting. And if you believe that, then I have a bridge to sell. <laughs> yeah. uh, because that's Just not an nonsense. American bridge because it'll collapse. So yeah. Please don't buy this. Yeah, exactly right. Like the a- absolute level of nonsense. Um, in what's it called? There's a very, very good book um, by Parenti called Democracy for the Few. It's actually a textbook. Um, so it's fairly like, you know, dry in reading. Um, but he has an entire segment on media manipulation. 
uh, in the United States and how extensive all these so-called independent news sources can be fucked with by the military, by the government, by individual politicians if they so decide. So for you to assume that, for example, there is, you know, this like fucking Avengers uh, Marvel view of, oh, the good guys are all independent even mm. though they get money from the government, but RT is, oh no, they're completely co- controlled by the Russian government, despite the fact that RT claims the same exact thing, yeah. that they have complete independence in their reporting and whatnot. It's just very pathetic, it's very childish, um, and it just leads more into this weird Harry Potter view of the world where, oh, the good guys, even if they do the same thing because they're good guys, quote-unquote good guys, mm. uh, it makes them, you know. By the way, these are the same people who are like, oh, uh, to stop Iran's bomb, we have to bomb Iran. <laughs> um, <laughs> bomb Iraq now. Oh, the... the- uh, conveniently lines <laughs> up with all the State Department talking points, yeah. Exactly, yeah. My favorite one, by the way, is uh, Radio New Zealand, uh, like, also throw a fuss. And I'm like, who the... Doesn't New <laughs> Zealand even have know all, that like, existed. 12 people? <laughs> yeah, uh, does it, first of all, who the fuck still listens to radio, number one? But number two, New Zealand, New Zealand has he all... He said as he was talking on a digital radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but, yeah, like, uh, let's not get lost in the nuance here. Yeah. I'm just trying to meme on the fact that Radio New Zealand thought that they'd be like, you know what, I'll step up to the plate. <laughs> <I'll> be, <laughs> oh, my God, just a little bit ridiculous well we can admit this is the rare elon w i would still like the yeah. man to to eat a lethal dose of gravel um but <laughs> i will I'll accept that this was funny it uh, was if he, if he worked 10 years in his own minds in his own in his family's own emerald mines then maybe he could be a, a productive member of society you know yeah, he could maybe, be maybe, maybe um elon Engels uh, twist uh, moment but nah, nah. <laughs> don't, don't count on it children don't count on it <laughs> no, exactly. but, like i love how this story this story played out in the most cliche way i wouldn't have bet on it playing out this way because they literally said we're about to treat you the same way we treat government funded uh, media companies from the east and then they they literally just like flipped the table and they were like no fuck you you can't like uh, co-identify me with the with the orcs ideology and literally that's how the ideology is i'm sure you're both familiar with the old uh, cold war joke where it's the the cia agent and the kgb agent uh, get together for a friendly drink in the bar Mm. and um <laughs> the uh, the the Americans like man I gotta hand it to you guys like we do good work but but the propaganda you guys put out is incredible everyone seems to believe it and then the KGB agents like no comrade you you I can't we do good work but you we can't stand up to what the CIA does and the CIA guy gets pissed and he says what are you talking about there's no propaganda in the United States <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right yeah. so tired but it's so true it's uh, what can you do mm. uh, you have Mike take it away take it away with another uh, a fantastic fantastic story on the recent US leaks okay so my story I will cut up into a few segments so that we cover it uh, throughout uh, today's uh, episode. But pretty much everyone at this point, hopefully, uh, has heard about the massive U.S. Uh, secret file data leaks. If you haven't, then check out First Thought, where you can get updated about things <laughs> like this on, on the daily. We basically found out that uh, an edgy gamer teenager who was employed by the United States, and oh my God, imagine how many like um, death squad, like as much as we hate them, like extreme professional, still fucked up individuals, but extreme professional, you know, mass world destroying uh, dead CIA agents are like flipping in their in their graves from just from understanding what type of people are now being employed by the U.S. military, mm. especially to to govern uh, 
top state secrets, which at the end of the day was literally this guy's job. He was basically mm. supposed to move things from A to, from A to B without those things being discovered. And this without guy posting gets, them on Discord. Yeah, and yeah. this uh, excuse me, th- Thug Thug Shaker Central. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then and Minecraft Discord server. Basically, he got called like a soy boy cuck. And uh, in order to prove that he's not a soy boy cuck, he was like, look at the type of fucking info I got, you you soy boy cucks. (laughs) And then that spread all over Discord and so on and so on, which gives me kind of like just from an ideological point of view, even partially anthropological, uh, like hope for the future generations because like nobody will give a fuck enough about you know their uh, capitalist state or their corporate overlord etc etc to be ready to either keep their secrets or go to actual physical war for them so uh but there might be i don't know in the future wars over you know who's a bigger soy cock or not on discord which would lead to physical conflicts Mm. but uh (laughs) you know somebody sharing the nuke codes ah you see i'll show you ivan uh <laughs> from Jelabinsk but um, now <laughs> j- jokes aside so th- this stuff uh, moved around uh, the discord servers and ended up uh, you know being posted on actually a channel that I am a relative fan of even though I still can't really feel their exact political stance called wow uh, wow mao I think they're Filipino or something pretty edgy shit pretty funny shit kind of basically invented the, the uh, created popularized the clip I am Greek god I have golden sperm <laughs> but what about Hagia Sophia um, yeah. ancient uh, battle between great uh, Turkish male and great Greek male uh, Greek god sperm but uh, yeah and it <laughs> ended up in their hands and then afterwards uh, not afterwards but in parallel spread throughout uh, throughout the world so the first uh, relatively interesting story that we got out of the leaks because a lot of people have probably seen a lot of individual um, news articles about uh, specific things that uh, were leaked from the file and I made a, a little list of the the most interesting ones so after hopefully we go through it uh, you will not really have to go anywhere else except for first thought obviously to get more informed on on these particular mm-hmm. leaks so when it comes get to, it. Yes, yes. When it comes to <laughs> Russia Ukraine uh, the papers comprise details about the course of the war in eastern Ukraine that are particularly explosive. Uh, they include maps of uh, Bakhmut and Kharkiv uh, regions, as well as uh, delivery timetables for Western munitions to Ukraine. Uh, according to these documents, Ukraine's armed forces seem to be considerably weaker than has so far been claimed. And Washington appears to be worried that Ukraine would be unable to repel a renewed Russian offensive. There is talk of gaps in Ukrainian air defenses and a shortage of ammunition is anticipated as early as May. However, the documents also claim that U.S. has infiltrated the Russian military and the paramilitary Wagner Wagner Group at the highest levels in order to inform Kyiv as early as possible about any Russian plans of attack. Uh, The leaked papers also outline how far the war in Ukraine would have to escalate in order for China to be prepared to supply Moscow uh, with weapons. You know, that uh, that potential is being thought of, as we can see. 
allegedly it would do so by it we mean china here as soon as ukraine carried out an attack on actual russian soil which is kind of strange because there has been plenty of attacks on russian soil but i guess here it is implied that actual troops are then officially from the ukrainian side moving into russian territory uh, another document reports that egyptian president abdel uh, supposedly held discussions with top-level military officials in february about supplying russia with artillery shells and ammunition in strictest service uh, in strictest secrecy in order to quote avoid problems with the west uh, the wagner group is also said to have asked sources in turkey to supply weapons and equipment for its activities in ukraine and mali as we know uh, wagner and the russian state are having a bit of a fallout from time to time uh, so it wagner as a private institution might for that reason be looking for additional sources of uh, weaponry uh, though it is unclear to what extent you know the Turkish government would have been aware of this so when it basically uh, TLDR when it comes to the leaks uh, and how they relate to the the war in Ukraine uh, it's not anything too shocking uh, it's that you know not everything is as it seems from the american side probably if we had leaks from the russian side we would see that not everything is as it seems when it comes to how they're pitching the war to their local population so we can't even start on how the ukrainians are pitching it to, <laughs> to theirs uh but what's more interesting is that the to me at least the that the it's not only being taken seriously but prob probably a lot has been invested and a lot of analysis and research and you know counter espionage has been done on the question of uh you know the big taboo whether china would participate uh, uh in this conflict as a direct ally to uh an open ally to russia uh which you know leads to you know some some potential future questions that uh, will get answered at some at some other points but yeah the, the americans are are kind of uh, doing due diligence as from what i can see personally from these leaks when it comes to uh that particular conflict zone what do you guys think for uh, the us um like there's a level of like yeah of course incompetence blah blah, blah. some people uh also said that no this is a uh, russian misinformation or not not particularly russian misinformation but that it was the russians that somehow got a hold of this very sensitive material and they released it uh, not understanding that that would basically waste months of very difficult like intelligence work on the Russian side. Why would you tell your enemy that you have your your supposed enemy, quote unquote? Do you know what I mean? Uh, that you have their their intelligence. You know, like you've infiltrated this deeply. Why would you an announce it? This is a stupid point, and I think we can disregard it. Um, it seems that's like a, a tire trope at this point. That anything that happens in the U.S. because of the incompetence of Americans is immediately blamed on uh, on Russia hmm. um, as a boring scapegoat without evidence. It's, it's it gets very tiring. That doesn't mean that Russia probably doesn't try stuff like this, but the the point is 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 a bit uh, overstated, I would say. That's number one. But number two, the most interesting thing about this is the fact that the leaks showed how the Ukraine the, the war in Ukraine is going very badly for the Ukrainians, and it very clearly indicates that the U.S. is like 100% in on this war, mm. even to the detriment of Ukrainians. Uh, and also, by the way, without them directly contribute, like they're trying to uh, strong arm all their supposed allies into sending weapons to Ukraine so that they don't have to do it themselves. Um, and it's, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's of course not a good look for the United States in front of their allies, uh, but also, much more importantly, 
it kind of goes to show the thing that everybody said at the beginning, which is the U.S. really is an obstacle to any form of peace, no matter what form it may take place, uh, some form of ceasefire, something in the region uh, with, with, with this conflict. And of course, we know leading up to this conflict, the United States really stoked the fires of this and tried to get conflicts going between Russia and Ukraine. So yeah, uh, that and also, of course, the, the, the increasingly lost face in the international community by the U.S., I don't know, it's all like, uh, what did Mao say? Uh, it's chaos under heaven, all is right with the world. I don't fucking remember. I'm para- paraphrasing horribly, but yes. <laughs> um, the long decline of the of the American empire is a beautiful thing to see. Uh, moving on to a related one here. Uh, Brazilian President Lula is on the U.S.'s shit list for the crime of Hello. telling the truth and saying that the U.S. is uh, <laughs> encouraging the war in Ukraine. This criticism comes as Brazil and many other countries are attempting to extricate themselves from under the U.S.'s boot in favor of better relations with China, a country that's actually intent on solving the Ukraine conflict through diplomacy. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, the U.S. No, national... didn't you see the foreign pol- Didn't you see the foreign policy article, which was like, "Oh, China makes peace with bare teeth." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "What the? What are you talking Shut about? Fuck up <laughs> peace, but at what cost? Like, the cost is peace. Mm. The cost is not killing. Oh yeah. my god. Anyway." The, the U.S. National Security Council spokesman uh, has labeled the decision to call for peace, quote, parroting Chinese and Russian propaganda. It's just mm. like with the leaks and with this stuff and with all these other countries moving away from the U.S., it's very, very clear what's going on here. Like you have the belligerents, you have the ones like the U.S. is clearly trying to instigate here to their own benefit and to the detriment of, mm. of all the combatants involved and all of the, the innocent people um, getting embroiled in this conflict. Um, and they're doing everything they can to slander people who actually want to resolve this issue peacefully. And it's really disgusting to watch. But yeah, Lula is, is the most recent one. And he's been doing he's been doing some pretty good stuff. I mean, people were skeptical about him as like not being as based as required. But he's I think he's doing mm. a, a fairly good job. He's doing all right, given his circumstances, yes. of course. I think it goes without saying that all of us would like, yeah, nationalize everything and fucking pri- abolish private property. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. All of us would want these things. But, uh, you know, that you got to remember that Brazil has a s- incredibly reactionary and very mm. large military mm. um, with many different factions in it. Uh, so if he, like, you know, steps the wrong way, then this guy will end up dead. Um, and whatever political support he has as well. Uh yeah, yeah I'm honestly, honestly, my money is on that. <laughs> when once the U.S. gets significantly pissed off, and they need to try to reestablish a hold on, on uh, south of the border. They're gonna give that a try. Look, I hope that they try. I, ho- I hope they try uh, the same thing that they tried with Maduro in Venezuela, where they badly flew like <laughs> oh, yeah. a half broken fucking drone <laughs> <laughs> with a grenade attached to it that didn't even go Just off or something. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I swear it's so stupid. Oh my god, it reminds us of. Reminds me of all the great ways that uh, the CIA tried to assassinate um, Fidel Castro, which, by the way, is one of our bonus episodes. Mm. So become a patron. (laughs) (laughs) Take a look. Unlock this and many more episodes on Patreon. (laughs) Mm. There we go. Yes, he even gets the voice in. I love it. Uh, Unironically very good episode, though. Do check it out. That was fun. Moving on, though. um, Our next story is... uh, one that's very sad, actually, um, because it's a part of the world that we don't really hear about, and you normally associate with like just bliss in the in the in the clean and pale sands and and perfect water. Um, if you don't know about the island of uh, Vanuatu, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's basically uh, off the east coast of of Australia. It's in the Pacific. Um, it's one of those like dreamy islands, right? Uh, tropical, beautiful location, beautiful people, uh, beautiful weather. 
uh, it's a small island, uh, and the uh, vast majority of their you know income and 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 uh, economy is in um, uh, tourism. And what happened, as you're aware, with COVID, there's all these you know lockdowns, so uh, the island lost a lot of basically their own only source of income. Uh, they lost a huge share of it, uh, so they were hit very hard. And in the uh, beginning of the previous month, they were hit by two cyclones back to back. Uh, which destroyed um, basically uh, a, a ridiculous amount of key infrastructure. Uh, roads, ports, the airport that they have was destroyed by the cyclone. Um, 80% of the population, around 250,000 people, uh, were without power or food. Many of them had uh, their homes destroyed. Um, water supplies were, were uh, patchy in a lot, like a lot of places over the island. Uh, the, the, the worst part about this is... Um, the the people on the island um, basically have been trying to get more and more tourism to, to to start up again, so that they can start you know earning something, so they can rebuild their lives. Uh, but this is something that is this is something that only get worse and worse as climate change progresses, uh, even down to the line of basically the entire island being uh, underwater down the line. Uh, and the worst part of all of this is that. Uh, under capitalism, there is no structured way of dealing with these many islands across the world that will be facing this exact situation or are already facing this exact situation. Under socialism, if you had like a proper, you know, this is going to be very dreamy, so do take it with a grain of salt. But if there was like a socialist UN of, of sorts, um, then you would have the ability to uh, divert funds specifically to either number one figure out some way to protect coastlines of these small areas or number two to uh, have these massive um, relocation projects so these people can move somewhere that would still be able to be protected that, and that they can continue their traditional ways of life if if possible um, but as it currently stands basically the only thing these people have at their disposal is imf like uh, you know uh, to call it help would yeah. be to 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 be <laughs> very nice, uh, as well as essentially their own bootstraps um, in the real sense of the word. I mean, like the original sense of the word is that it's an impossibility. You, they can't basically tourism their way out of this crisis, um, and it's just very sad. And this is just one example across many many island nations. The Maldives is another big example. Um, not to be a downer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, to remind you why we fight for socialism. Yeah. Anyways. Well, it's a, a very common and sad story, unfortunately, and it's one that I've I've seen firsthand. I've mentioned this before, but I, I shot a documentary in the Marshall Islands, um, mm. and they are facing the same thing, where their their coastline is, is eroding very rapidly. Like I was there during the King Tide, which is the highest tide of the year, and there were waves in you know not in people's backyards, but they had gone way all the way past the house through their front yards into the road. So there were it looked like mm. houses just sitting in the ocean. And it, it's it's shocking and terrible, and the only course of action these people have, like, you know, they want to stay, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Within, like, 50 years, they're going to have to go. And so the only course of action they've been able to take is to move to the United States. All, like, 90% of, of people from the Marshall Islands move to um, this little town in, mm-hmm. I believe, Arkansas, and they work at the same Tyson chicken manufacturing plant. Turning this huge uh, catastrophe, both like ecologically, um, socially, even economically, into uh, some sort of ooh profit opportunity. This is <laughs> yeah. this is all it's, it's disgusting. It really is, and it's and it's also like darkly funny that yeah. they're they're having to flee 
to the very country that irradiated some of their islands so severely yeah. that people have not been able to move back to them. This was, you know, Bikini Atoll, the, the nuclear test mm. uh, back in the 50s. Um, just you had chunks of coral, like massive multi-ton chunks of coral launched into the air that landed on other islands. Mm. You had people had to evacuate yeah. their homes that they've lived on for generations. And, and we talked to one of the people there who, who remembered um, what it was like having to having to leave and dealing with the radiation sickness and stuff. It's it's horrific, and mm. that's mm. but that's just how it goes under capitalism. That's America to me. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh. you know that's a yeah. mom and dad and yeah. apple pie, <laughs> baseball games, and <laughs> picnics in July, <laughs> nuking the Marshall Basically. Islands till they die. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love it. Oh, sick oh, fuck. Well, nah, the, the, the market trying to solve uh, absolutely everything, including uh, massive man-made natural disaster, is one out of, I don't know, countless uh, errors in the system, which, uh, you know, to one extent or another, one could make an argument that, you know, market competition, blah, 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 leads to this and that improvement and so on. But uh, not to sound like a broken record here on the show, uh, at one point, it quite literally, the the efficiency, we're not even talking about uh, any sort of liberal ethics here or some shit, just the efficiency of the, of the, of the market approach uh, defining anything that is susceptible to capital injection or not ends up quite literally hurting uh, both the local population and the local economy and as the environmental disasters start uh, piling up one on top of another we will be seeing it not only hurt uh, uh, certain uh, uh, let's say parts of the world but quite literally destroy them uh, in its totality so if you th if you think you're safe in your little village or your little town or your little megalopolis uh, over in, I don't know, uh, central France or central China or central U.S., uh, and you think, you know, the, the, just because we're pos you're positioned in that particular part of the world as compared to the equator, this thing isn't going to come to you. Well, my friend, where do you think all these motherfucking people are going to go? Uh, there is no such thing as a particular massive, especially uh, destructive event, uh, you know, happening in one part of the world and that not influencing the rest. Just like how Western Europe thought that, you know, uh, uh, the Americans kind of got get. Uh, got away with it but uh, how you know three decades of uh, massive sanctions and massive conflict in Hakim's part of the world is in no way going to mm -hmm. impact them and then they're all of a sudden why the fuck are there like 20 million people on the borders moving from that part of the mm -hmm. world that is basically mm -hmm. fucking burned down to ashes same thing to, but to a much bigger extent my beautiful beautiful white people listening is going to be happening happening mm -hmm. when once the uh people in the equator and and wider can no longer sustain themselves in those in those parts of the world mm -hmm. and as as fucked yeah. up as it sounds then you know the, the developed whites of the west are probably gonna give ak's to my fucking people to shoot your fucking people so that they don't get mm -hmm. over to uh, uh to their beautiful mm -hmm. pristine homes uh, but everyone shall feel the consequences of this, uh, not only the the people of Vanuatu. 
Uh, but mm. okay, not to not to get too de uh, uh, depressing. Uh, let's move into mm. the Americans taking L's and a continuation <laughs> uh, of the leaks. So previously we talked more heavily about the uh, the Ukrainians and the Russians, uh, but now we have uh, the next point of what has come out. So a request from the U.S. apparently resulted in a major dispute in South Korea about supplying artillery munitions to uh, Ukraine. Until now, Seoul has only uh, has not provided Kyiv with military support. So this was nowhere in mainstream news, but apparently there has been uh, diplomatic strife, let's call it that, between the the Yanks and the, and the South Koreans. Over in Iran, according to the leaked information, U.S. secret services are monitoring both the Iranian nuclear program and the Iranian security apparatus with information coming from the from very high level uh, sources. One document for example describes uh, in detail the preparations made by senior leaders in Tehran for a visit by uh, the Director General for International Atomic Energy uh, Rafael uh, Grossi. This, this part of the news is not exactly surprising but uh one needs to uh re the 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 way it's impactful is that it does show us that no matter how like professional and closed up uh, the top echelons of the security services of Iran are, you know, certain leaks can always happen. But I guess this happens absolutely everywhere. And then we move to our favorite non-existing country of is not thrill. <laughs> uh, leading Mossad representatives are said. And this is spicy to have argued in February in favor of encouraging protests against the pending judicial reform and actively calling for condemnation of the new so-called far-right government in Jerusalem. Uh, this, so imagine like, when, like in Israel, something is like far-right, so already like, a, <laughs> like by existence a far-right entity, and then they have like far-right motherfuckers. That, that's just scary to me, I don't know. But the Israeli government has obviously denied this, pointing out that it intelligence services traditionally politically neutral again leading us to that previous conversation of <laughs> what the fuck give me politically neutral and like it's super mm. cringe that you call like a media house politically mm. neutral but the additional levels of cringe of calling Mossad blat, Mossad mm. fucking Mossad <laughs> politically neutral what next fucking CIA is politically neutral so, uh, SS is politically neutral we do not sense like, <laughs> like what heavy be heavy be you forget that the CIA on their podcast specifically oh, yeah. said, yeah, yeah, they're a politically <laughs> yeah. neutral institution. The, do you don't remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember oh, my God. I <laughs> oh, wonder oh how they're doing. Uh, oh, we're going to yeah, definitely do another episode show. of those. We'll invite them on the show. Politically <laughs> neutral Mossad, guys. You heard it here first, mm -hmm. man. All right, then. Well, then leading very quickly from that into uh, a uh, adjacent, adjacent uh, source of news. I think I'll just bunch these up two into one because they're very quick ones. Um the uh, recently what's happened is uh, as you're aware europe has been uh, 
made to basically carry the burden of supporting Ukraine uh, through this uh, through the war. And uh, Poland has been one of the largest supporters currently. But what's happened is uh, basically the amount of uh, food imports, agriculture produce flowing from Ukraine into Poland has is almost bankrupting the agricultural sector in in Poland. Uh, and Polish farmers are doing not they're not sitting very pretty. Yeah. Um, so the Polish government, in basically a crisis decision, decided to uh, ban also all agricultural imports from Ukraine until uh, the end of June, uh, which includes grain and honey and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, because uh, sugar, eggs, meat, milk, uh, fruits, vegetables, amongst, um, a whole host of agricultural stuff. Um, and this is kind of like catching wind in Romania and other countries uh, in, the, uh, in the EU and in Europe in general. Because um, the, these countries, that, the governments that are being made to support Ukraine are already relatively poor. And their farmers aren't that wealthy either. And now all of a sudden their uh, produce is being undercut by very cheap um, and usually like non-tax because they're kind of doing it as a favor to Ukraine. Uh, produce has fallen into these countries, um, so this is uh, this caused a like a miniature political crisis, and this is the the thing that they're doing. Um, and funnily enough, uh, what they the, the original plan was for Ukrainian grain to go to Europe and then from Europe to go and be continue to be exported into like uh, uh, the North African and West Asian regions into uh, to Africa to other to Latin America to other parts of the world uh, as was before the war uh, but what ended up happening is this grain this very cheap grain flowed into Poland and the Polish companies were like you know what uh, this is very cheap. We can use this for our own purposes uh, for very high <laughs> profit margins. So that's basically what <laughs> the market found a solution, which was don't don't export this grain that was destined for Africa to Africa. Instead, we should keep it as a very cheap, like uh, raw material input uh, for our bottom line. Very very disgusting behavior. I love, I love how <laughs> like uh, the the biggest like. Um argument was you know this war uh, is going to cause mass starvation in other parts of the world because obviously i heard that wrong both both russia <laughs> and ukraine uh supply I heard this war is going to cause masturbation the master <laughs> <laughs> well it probably does the defense contractors yeah the defense i was contractors very confused sure. <laughs> haven't you yeah. haven't you seen those like uh, pictures from like february and march last year of like uh las vegas uh, strip clubs riding ukrainian female refugees welcome and shit <laughs> jesus yeah, yeah. very, oh, very messed up behavior but uh yeah. no it's it's a, so two things it's a lovely how you know the market does doesn't uh have patriotism and it was like uh, fuck polish grains fuck uh and obviously the guys that were supposed to receive the grain by contract probably like had to cut their contract over in, in central africa mm. and shit then uh, it ended up uh being only used to uh to uh, you know make extra money for uh for the local businessman number one and number two again that what was starting to say previously how like it, it, it writes itself it's absolutely incredible so no matter what you think about the the uh, as they call them the ukrops or the orcs uh like mm. it, the, the amount of damage that just the market by itself is doing to developing world uh, developing parts of the world not getting enough food is nowhere even near to this like all out open fucking full frontal mm war between these two countries like even during this entire conflict uh, you know oil still flows and food still flows mm. but then it gets in the hand of the market it's like man we got some mm. fucking war <laughs> grain up in this bitch that's like not taxed <laughs> yeah. because of the fucking the like because of the of the war and then they uh, they find a way to make some some extra money off of it it's 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 it's, it's 
that's why it's so difficult to like uh, now I'm philosophizing or whatever the fuck, but so difficult to quantify uh, the damage that, you know, capitalism does versus, you know, some guys with AKs shooting at each other, right? Because that's very direct. You know, you see blood, you see guts, you see legs flying all over the place, et cetera, et cetera. And then you play the usual, oh, A is bad because B is good or B is bad because A is good. Uh, but when, you know, the market is literally slowly starving out entire sections of the global population, it's more difficult to um, pay, to properly present, and more difficult for you know white suburban moms to be uh, pissed off about. Moving on from for a very, very beautiful point that you opening made though, uh, I want to connect this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna do the deep throat <laughs> of the microphone. It's not clean. <laughs> I just so we can save that for after the recording. That being said, though. Um, a semi-related story, of course, the market finds a way. Um, the IMF has uh, handed down uh, a restructuring package for Egypt, um, essentially demanded by the IMF uh, because Egypt is heavily indebted. Uh, and um, what they're what they're calling for is number one, uh, privatization of state assets, a whole host of state assets. Number two, deregulating markets, Classic. and number three, looser control over the currency, Classic. so that inflation can all continuously fucking go uh, like uh, skyrocket beyond belief as it already has because food and the prices of food uh, are so insane in Egypt right now compared to like real wages of people and they want to make the situation even worse but this is not the the, the real point that I want to I want to highlight um, this happens basically for every country around the world um, outside the imperial core but the IMF is apolitical just like Mossad though <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. exactly yeah, yeah. the IMF is apolitical but do you want to know how, how apolitical the IMF is um, the the current um, what's it called the head economist who is the managing director of the IMF is number one uh, she's uh, Balkan oh I know number oh, two, don't embarrass me she, like this she, uh, you know the Bulgarian two, lady she, oh fuck me yeah please go on yeah she, she, she's born she was born into a family of bureaucrats civil engineers and shit like that uh and her grandfather was a bulgarian uh, leftist revolutionary huh? um she got her phd in economics in the karl marx higher institute what? of economics in sophia <laughs> <laughs> and she, but she did her postgraduate in, in in london and then she went to mit i think wow um, and now she's the grand dragon of the imf <laughs> exactly right um so uh major major cringe uh, like I, think. I repeat this all the time and i will literally tattoo this on my fucking arm because i think i invest invented it the worst possible capitalist is an ex-communist it, yeah they're yeah. just exactly right. fucking raw dogging the world man like ethics like anything mm. out of the fucking room yeah no, no that's it uh this lady saw the over uh, oversaw 60 percent of lending operations of uh the world bank um so Jeez. <laughs> basically from from the 90s until now this woman has been uh, yeah like you said a grand dragon uh, <laughs> of, of of all this and it's just the um, the way life makes it f the, the way life finds a way to make all this shit funny uh, is just uh, yeah. always uh, intriguing by the way i misspoke by the way her grandfather was a um, like a nationalist revolutionary not a not a socialist no that was my story that i just wanted to share this because it made me laugh thank you for sharing that absurd story <laughs> all right i've got two more to wrap us up we're gonna start with nazis um mm. you guys remember the the 2017 unite the right march uh fuck yeah i, I, I was there it was nice were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well here now in 2023 five years later three nazis have been indicted for their role in the 2017 march um oh, wow. which is Hopefully one of the guys that fucking murdered that person. It, no, he wasn't one of them. 
He was what? No, what? Yeah. He he already had his thing, I believe. Oh, okay, I don't okay, know okay. if he, I I assume he's in jail. I hope he's in jail. Good God. Anyway, this is basically it's very strange. Five years later, they they kind of just settle on wagging a finger at just three of these scores of Nazis that marched in Charlottesville. You know, these people were these were the ones with the the tiki torches. Um, marching and chanting slogans like Jews will not replace us and blood and soil, mm. you know, like blatantly Regular straight up things. Nazi shit. Yeah. Um, mm. So they've been charged not with, you know, being a Nazi and evil people, but they've been charged mm. with, quote, burning an object on the property of another or highway or other public <laughs> place with the intent to intimidate in violation of Virginia code. It's like on the most like specific, benign, boring, uh, benign, silly little law. Mm. And this, this to me was just very funny because this was probably the clearest example of the state of the Nazi movement or the fascist movement, mm. if you want to be you know more general, mm. in the United States in recent years. And it took them five years to pick mm. three of them, three nobodies, none of the leaders or anything, and you know mm. give them a slap on the wrist. So this, to me, is just a, a good reminder that the capitalist state will never effectively deal with Nazis. And I think this is a great mm. example of that failure. And while I will stop short of advocating for anything on this show, mm. this <laughs> is not the solution to, to Nazis. Mm. That is not how you handle uh, a problem like this. Uh, no, no, no. Uh... Uh, there's a, I think there is a, uh, is anybody aware of the cockpit? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm never, I'm never, I'm never going to stop advocating for the cockpit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're unaware what the cockpit is, um, do your research. Uh, I think that that was a fairly, fairly solid, uh, solution. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we can adapt it to like the American mechanism so they can get like parking tickets and then, you know, we make a DMV in the depths of, like, a mine. Oh, God. And they all go to that DMV to pay their shit. And <laughs> they walk in, in and there's eternally. no... Eternally, exactly. So they just starve to death in the DMV. We lock the doors <laughs> of, the, of the eternal DMV. That's uh, oh, God. The, the cock DMV. There we go. The new... <laughs> the mass <laughs> the extermination model just adapted to America. <laughs> oh, my the, the God. American right. concentration <laughs> camp. It's just a DMV <laughs> with closed doors. <laughs> Speaking of mines, the children yearn for the mines. Yes. <laughs> Child labor laws are being repealed all over the country. Uh, Slay recently kids. we've all <laughs> oh, these poor kids. We've got thirteen year olds working overnight shifts in slaughterhouses, um, cleaning uh, razor sharp saws, working with very dangerous chemicals. We've got kids working on working on farms without any safety regulations at below minimum wage and with no cap on hours. And the latest bill to pass allows Iowa 14-year-olds to work night shifts and 16-year-olds to serve alcohol. I'm sure that will go very well. Um, <laughs> it was only a matter of time until this happened, honestly. Like, when the adult population is maximally exploited, you got to open up new avenues for, for profit. And that means reintroducing child labor because that's a, a massive of course. pool of labor, um, easily exploitable because they don't know any better. They don't understand what is dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the bosses are thinking, well, they'll bounce more likely than an adult. If they fall off a ladder, they're a little bit more resilient mm -hmm. and rubbery at, at mm -hmm. young ages. It's um, It should be very clear what's happening uh, in places like the United States. And this will happen elsewhere, too. It's The United States is just kind of ahead of the curve. It's it's removed all the guardrails already. So this is mm -hmm. what it looks like when capitalism is in free fall and just trying to, you know, make as much profit as they can in the short run. It's the, the mm -hmm. children are shoved back into the mines, into the big dangerous machinery. Um, very cool. 
<laughs> thanks, thanks, Kanye. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part about all this uh, is down the line. I think, like you said, we're gonna see a lot more of this, but we're gonna start seeing like Gen Z union, and even what's after Gen Z, like the, the younger, Alpha. even the younger. Uh, Alpha, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Gen Alpha people. Yeah, we're going to start seeing their fucking unionization uh, efforts, but they're going to be such, like, <laughs> the the meme potential of what oh, they deliver. Gonna, I'm looking forward. Yeah, shitpost yeah. their way to labor rights. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, the revolution shall be paved not with the skulls of our enemies. But, <laughs> but with really but with, shitty, you know, obscure, abstract pa- memes. Yeah, exactly. That and the Patrick Bateman edits. In the end, that um, Facebook page, what was it? Socialist memes? It was literally called Socialist Memes. The OG one, oh. the massive one. Oh, the Facebook one. The yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. one. It's going to end up like yeah. uh, being written in like future history books as like the <laughs> greatest theory, <laughs> the greatest theory ever written. Like this is how socialism his, his, was achieved by dunking on motherfuckers like hardcore on Discord. Yeah. The what's it called? History of the Bolshevik Party short course. But instead of that, it's going to be <laughs> History of the American uh, Socialist Revolution Edgy short depressing course. Meme. Like the TikTok era. Edgy depressing <clears> memes <throat> for socialist teens. Here's yeah, my greatest my fear, though. The revolution must be won within one generation. Mm. Because as soon as the next generation after Gen Alpha comes of age, presumably they're going to be called Gen Beta. And there's going to be so much bitterness <laughs> between the alphas and the beta cucks that it needs to be secured before that, that bickering oh. starts. Do you go new class war? Oh, once once the dichotomy between the bourgeois and the proletarian is absolved <laughs> and early stages of socialism are established, the next class conflict that would need to be resolved is between the alphas and the betas, which is very <laughs> yeah. good. You're missing the potential here because they will then completely disregard the old reactionary notions of of uh, of mm. class conflict and embrace generation conflict so that's going to be a whole new thing uh, on, on its yeah. path to the achievement of late of uh, advanced uh, communism so that's and so the going. path to extinction marches forward in ever dumber ways <laughs> exactly right <laughs> oh man and and uh, humanity's heritage will forever be stamped with uh, just a big, big soy wojack yeah. <laughs> with a tear streaming down its face. Yeah, <laughs> the, the last like the last of us, like uh, post-apocalyptic world, but like a thousand years in the future, and they're like digging through uh, some remains of some ancient civilizations that died of a combination of uh, of climate change, uh, nuclear war, and just being very cringe. And they find like <laughs> printed out, you know, 2007s, 2006, uh, you know, what you know, or troll face <laughs> of memes and shit. Oh, and, like, that's the only <laughs> shit that's left all over from us. Oh. Yeah. They'll just see, it's like a big a big marble slab and then in, in text, like, like in Latin yeah. Roman text, it would be like no, no highly esteemed de- uh, deed is commemorated <laughs> yeah. here. This place is not a place of honor. Nothing valued was here. It's just a big so yeah. yeah. it's the lost it's the lost meme yeah. underneath. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what what is here was dangerous and repulsive to us. This is a message that is warning about danger. <laughs> oh is my this god, lost? So stupid. <laughs> oh my god. 
So thank you for joining us for the 76th episode in yet another installment of Send News. As we said about a hundred times by now, I'm not going to repeat myself. Links below, first thought. Uh, if you haven't heard, we released some merch. It's a pretty cool way to support the show while wearing some pretty, pretty drippy shit or drinking from it or wearing it on your head, etc., etc. Again, link in the description. And as always, a mm-hmm. massive thank you to all of our uh, lovely, lovely patrons without whom this show mm-hmm. would not be able to run. Uh, if you choose to subscribe on Patreon, you will receive uh, all episodes one week early. A whole bonus episode that doesn't come out uh, anywhere else except on Patreon. And for certain tiers, even uh, hangout sessions uh, live uh, with us. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us on this awesome episode that a lot of you people told us you missed. Of the three of us just sitting and talking shit. Uh, this <laughs> was uh, an extreme, uh, extremely fun for me. Uh, thank you again for joining us and for all of your support. And with that being said, this has been the Deep Program. I'm JT. I'm Hakeem. And I'm Yugopnik. The leaks depicted the US as the soy wojack. <laughs> 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 You're done. You're finished. <laughs>